0: Hello, everyone, this is Alex Trimble from The Alex Trimble Show. And today we have lined up for you another phenomenal speaker, guest, leadership expert, my friend, Elaine Jacques. Now, to get the formal stuff out the way, yes, Elaine Jacques is a leadership presence and leadership development coach who supports mid-level and senior level leaders become even greater than who they are. Yes, that's the formal stuff, but honestly, She is just an awesome individual who really, really cares about helping people around the world be their best self. And I I think this is why I've been so excited to have this conversation with her, Um, that in addition to the style that she has, which is again, just helping and providing value to people everywhere has also garnered her huge respect, especially on LinkedIn. See, if you look at random people's profiles and see how many people are following them on LinkedIn, um, you may see 1,000, 2,000, 5,000, possibly some 10,000. You know what? Elaine has over 75,000 people, leaders all across the world following her on LinkedIn. And why is this important? Because these are not bots i've gone through her list like these are real leaders in senior level positions all across the world who want to hear what she says and i love that during this conversation she's going to share some of those stories and um, strategies that you can use to build your reputation to help elevate your voice across the internet And she's also gonna share a number of strategies to help you decide where should you be focusing your energy and your time and your resources so that you are not spread too thin. But before we get started with today's interview, I'd like to offer you an opportunity to win a free one-on-one coaching session with me, which is normally worth 250 bucks. Last month's winner and I had an awesome conversation and I'm looking forward to this month's winner. To be entered to win this free coaching session, all you have to do is post a leadership or career advancement question on LinkedIn, Instagram, or in the comment section of one of my YouTube videos. Tag me in the post and add the hashtag DAT show. That's T-H-E-A-T s h o w at the end of each month my team will select a winner at random and we will schedule a time to connect <laughs> it's that easy i'm looking forward to connecting with you please visit the show notes of this episode to find more information about the raffle and all the links to my social media pages now with no further ado let's get started with the show Hello, everyone. This is Alex Trimble from the Alex Trimble Show. And I my my cheeks hurt. Um, and this is I, the hope. My The hope is that your cheeks will hurt, too, because we are having a really fun conversation. How are you doing, Ma- madam?
1: I am doing wonderful. And I'm so excited to be here with you today, Alex. Thank you so much for having me. <laughs>
0: Thank you for joining. <laughs> <laughs> so, so I look, I have been fighting to not forget the first question I wanted to ask you because you kept throwing these jokes at me. Um <laughs> but, but but here we go. Here we go. Um when I was first starting off in my career Um, I was speaking at a lot of different universities and schools and things like that. And normally for like scholarship programs and whatnot, but there was one school that I was invited to speak to, um, where it was not, the students didn't have to opt into it, right? It was just a class. I walked into the class and I gave my talk and the entire time I gave my talk, um, they weren't looking at me. They didn't care. They weren't paying attention. And I remember walking out that day saying, Hmm okay, moving forward, I know who I want to speak to. I want to speak to individuals who opt into my talks and individuals who are focused on success, not just me being there because I got to be there. You, on your LinkedIn, you talk about being very specific and working with um, leaders who are mid-career and or um, senior level leaders. How did you come about deciding that that was your group? And two, do you feel bad about not Uh, focusing on the other other side? No. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, there we (laughs) go.
1: Let's just go with the simple answer. I, I think it's very important for each of us to figure out what lights us up. Mm -hmm. because that's where we do our best work. Uh, There's so much research that shows, you know, that like two thirds of people just go to work and they hate their jobs and they're not really engaged and they're not really productive and they're just existing. And our world benefits so much from us being truly alive and on fire and working with the people that we want to work with and doing the things that we love. And so I feel like we owe it to the world to say I can't be the person for anybody. That's unrealistic for me to think. Yeah. You know, I think uh, a lot of us come out of certification programs and like, we can do this for everybody. It's so much fun. This is great. And, and then you start working with people and you realize, well, that wasn't fun. I, I, I didn't actually really enjoy that. I wonder why that was. And if you do the self-reflection to understand that that really wasn't a good fit. Yeah, so recognizing that that there are areas that each of us excel at in my speech pathology work. There are speech therapists who focus focus solely on little kids. I think they're cute and that's wonderful. If you trap me in the room with a whole bunch of them, that that qualifies as a nightmare for me. So, But there are other people for whom that is their joy in life. And I think they should do that because they're good at it. So in every industry, in every area, there are things that we're really good at. And that's the thing that we should focus on and not try to be everything to everybody where we're sort of just mediocre at a lot of things. Mm-hmm. That would be why I say no.
0: <laughs> <laughs> well you, you you evidently somehow you learned you learned that that was your your area your sweet spot again for me it was that 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 time with those those kids where i was like you know i just need to focus on people. i i'm not the person who's going to motivate and change someone's mind if they don't want to listen that's on them uh, if you want to do something great with your life i'm here I, let's, let's do this um but i had to go through that experience in order to know that was not where I wanted to be. How did you come about yours?
1: Uh, similar-esque in in the category of, I worked with um, actually an executive, a senior level executive who was a very, uh, strong personality. I'm, I'm going to gently say his personality reminded me of some of these surgeons that I had worked with in hospitals. Um, some of whom who think that God is secondary to them. And (laughs) I, I, I really like working with someone who's humble enough to recognize that no matter how much, you know, Now, how much alphabet soup after your name? And I'm a big one for alphabet soup after my name. But no matter how much of that, that you know, there's always more to learn. And that level of humility says, I'm willing to move forward. I'm willing to recognize that. And I'm willing to grow. And I find that far more exciting than someone who, similar to your experience, you just have to try and hope and guess and pry and plead. That's way too much work. As far as my area of thriving, there are people for whom they love that and they should do that. But that's that was a really eye-opening experience um, earlier on for me where I said, "Mm, OK, not everyone is my person and for everyone, I'm not their person and. That was, that was a very eye-opening experience and definitely one of those humbling moments to recognize, okay, yes, I know I'm super excited, all excited about being, you know, an International Coach Federation Certified, yay! And, and then to realize, okay, now I have to pick something and pick an area that really lights me up where I can do my best work.
0: Yeah, I, I love that you're talking about picking something because you can't do everything mm-hmm. or you can try to do everything. Well, one, you can ne- literally never do everything, but then two, if you right. try to do everything, you can't do everything well. Right. right. Um, yeah. So I, I, I love that we start off the way that we did because I love the energy you're bringing. I love the smiles for everyone who's watching on YouTube. These are wonderful smiles, um, but I feel like I've been deceived. Um, I was told that you were an introvert. And (laughs) no, no, because introverts are quiet. Introverts don't laugh. They, 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 they want to be in their room. And technically you're in a room right now because you're you're doing an interview, but you you get the point. (laughs) How, how are you an introvert? Because it's perception, right?
1: Yes. Yes. And and your perception is very common. I, I do get that a lot. You can't be an introvert because you smile, you laugh, you know, you do things. It's, and you probably know this, but for your audience's sake, the where someone draws their energy is sort of the distinction between introvert and extrovert. We do have the stereotypes of, you know, an introvert. I think the common one is how can you tell an introverted engineer from an extroverted engineer? The extroverted engineer looks at your shoes when they talk to you instead of their own. You know, that that stereotype is, is fairly common, but where you draw your energy from. So for someone like me, I love doing this. This is great. This is so much fun for me. I schedule myself quiet time after I do these more public appearances because that's something that I need. And if I do too many in a row, it's likely to really drain me. Whereas an extrovert gets really energized from being with people and the larger the group, the better. And if they can be the center of attention, that's the best and and so that's the big difference so i i use the term ambivert because i do have these extroverted things that i can do but in general where i draw my my energy is from spending that quiet time by myself you know reading good books those kinds of things not with large groups of other people so yes i am actually introverted.
0: <laughs> i guess you convinced me um <laughs> but you, you, a word comes to mind though as you were speaking and that word is is intentional it's a word i'm always talking about with all of my clients everything everything i everything i do i talk about intentionality and it sounds like if you're someone who is drained by those interactions, you have to be much more intentional with providing your, yourself that space to recharge. Um, yeah. And I think, it, am I wrong that many, many people just maybe don't provide themselves that space? They think, oh, I get tired. I just can't do that. That's not my cup of tea. I have to stay in the back somewhere. Um, but it isn't like you did that.
1: I I love your focus on intentionality because I do think it's very important. Um, One of the things that I have done, you and I were talking before the show about, you know, being, um, recognizing that one of the things you can do to quote, overcome more introverted uh, aspects to ourselves is just practicing and just doing it. I, I I call it setting an intention. You know, when I go to a party, I do have that moment where I'm like, (sighs) oh. okay, I can do this. But I will set the intention before I even go get in my car to go to a party, of course, pre-COVID, is that I will say, what is my intention for this party? My intention is to have one good conversation with one person, or my intention is to genuinely listen to one other person. I will pick something. And that is my intention. And so then when I leave, even if, okay, I didn't talk to like 87 people or whatever that an extrovert might feel is a quote success, then I can feel good about that. And that allows me to build on that confidence so that the next time I get invited to something, I'm more likely to say, okay, I did it last time. I can do it this time. And by doing those things, by setting that intention, which is why I really love that I think you can avoid feeling like a failure. I think you can avoid feeling um, mm-hmm. like this is something I can't do, You know, establishing those self-limiting beliefs in your head by saying those, well, I'm not this. That means I can't do this. Having that intentionality I think is so important to making sure that we live into our best selves. And I'm going to uh, take a little sidestep to say I think one of the ways that we can avoid burnout and to be able to do our best work is by setting that intention into our schedules. Like for me, what I do is I only schedule one podcast show per day that I'm that I'm going to be on as a guest because I want to bring my full self. I want to be a great guest and be respectful to you as the host and and bring as much value as I can. But I know that that's going to take an amount of energy out of me. So how I schedule my time both before and after the show is very very intentional to make sure that I can show up as my best self during a show. And I do the same thing when I'm scheduling client calls mm-hmm. is I don't schedule them directly back to back. And if I have a little bit more intense conversation that I know is coming up, I will schedule myself more time, both on, on both sides of it, depending on what's coming before or after to make sure that again, I'm setting that intention to show up as my best self.
0: I, again, I, I love everything you're talking about. again. There, there's so many different ways I can go right now, but I, I unfortunately have to pick one um, or else it'd be really awkward and weird question. Um, <laughs> so, you know, I, I actually, again, I did do, I did do a little bit of, you know, I, I YouTube your name, I, I YouTube your name. And anyone who YouTubes her name um, very quickly, you will see her face shows up everywhere. And so... <laughs> <laughs> this question comes and where you talk about the only one podcast a day that's an actual thing for her because she has a million different podcasts she's in, a guest on um i looked at your linkedin right and it, i'm not sure if this is a good thing or bad thing for you if you want it probably is a good thing it's really is a good thing you have like seventy six thousand followers on linkedin very impressive um And I talk about what individuals, as you're trying to influence, um, you want to make sure as as much as possible your your voice can be out there. And having followers on LinkedIn allows your voice to be out there and more people to see it. Can I ask how? How did all that happen? Like, can you just, I'm taking notes. Go on, go on, go on, please, please, please.
1: (laughs) Uh, Well, number one, I'm incredibly humbled and honored. I, I will tell you there are moments where. I sit here and I think I'm just a shy person, you know, why are all these people following me and, and it is very humbling and it is an honor. Um, you know, there are certainly people who do LinkedIn far better than I do. Um, as, as I was mentioning to you before the show, I have never been on any social media before and that was intentional in part because of the nature of my speech pathology work was, um, I happened to be a tall woman with noticeably uh, an amount of hair. (laughs) And and because I, at times, worked with some mentally unstable individuals who could be quite dangerous, um, I chose not to have an online presence at all for the safety of both myself and, and my family. So, uh, getting onto LinkedIn was, was a big thing for me and uh, so it has been an interesting journey. I, I will tell you just kind of briefly, at first, I think I had every possible privacy setting on my profile so that even if you knew I was there and you knew how to get a hold of me, you still couldn't find me you know? and, and I did this fun little experiment remembering back that when I was 18, I went to Taiwan. I taught English as a foreign language in Taiwan, and it was a really powerful experience for me. And I thought, okay, I really want to stay open-minded. I want to purposefully, intentionally choose to have my world be as diverse and beautiful and representative of the actual world. So how can I best emulate that on LinkedIn? So uh, when I decided to have a brave moment, I thought, okay, each day I'm going to get on and I'm going to search on a country and I'm just going to pick the top 25 people that seem interesting to me and send them a connection request. Random person who I had forgotten to turn off the part that allows people to actually see your photo. <laughs> so this was a little gray circle with my initials in it. That was, that was it. That was all you got. And I requested to connect from people all over the world that way one country at a time. And I think it was probably almost a year into it that I realized people can't see my photo. <laughs> you know, they can't see my photo. That's that's so weird. And, and why are people connecting to me? And, you know, the whole thing has been very, just kind of this interesting adventure of walking in a labyrinth or some sort of uh, puzzle and trying to figure it out as I went along. And somewhere along the way, someone challenged me, okay, I bet I can get to 10,000 people before you and I don't advise that. Um, <laughs> I, I will say I have changed my focus to be more quality over quantity since then. But uh, I did I did garner some interesting connections uh, on in that time frame. But um, what I will say to hop forward is. I do still approach LinkedIn as a shy person would. I, I do struggle with, you know, if you look at how many videos I've actually done, um, it's, it's <laughs> not as many as most people. <laughs> but I will say in general, if, if I were to give advice to someone is engage. You know, if you do a post and people comment on your post, I, I give the example of like a party. If you do a post, it's like walking into a room and saying, hi, everyone and then people respond back and you go and you don't engage then you're missing that additional conversation mm-hmm. we know when people say oh it's nice to see you oh, i really like what you said and you're like that's nice you know, it, it, engage with people on your own posts engage with people mm-hmm. on their posts be supportive you know act like this is real life you know if you go to a networking event you actually talk to people. As an introvert, that's terrifying, but you know, you actually talk to people. You engage with people. You shake their hand. You listen to what they have to say. This is sort of the online version of that, and if you don't, then you're not doing what I call join the conversation. Now, I will tell a little joke on myself, and that was that I think it took me six and a half months to actually comment on someone's post. And I always remember that now because I didn't say something particularly insightful. I think it was good job. Uh, And and I will tell you, I spent an embarrassing amount of time with that on my screen, with my finger hovering over the send button going, shall I go ahead and do it? And and that's embarrassing to me now because I think, why was it such a big deal? But now when I have someone comment on my post and they might just say, thank you, I remember that. And I say, how long did this person possibly sit there? And that this is a really brave moment for them. And maybe I can be for them what I really appreciated happening, which was someone saying, thanks for commenting. And I was like, oh, it's a conversation. Like I'm actually talking to strangers now, (laughs) but I had set myself an intentional goal prior to that point was my big scary goal as an introvert was that I would like back then we only had likes, but that I would like one post per day. That was Elaine's big contribution to that point for like six months, that was my big scary goal was okay, I will like something. Ugh. And then I actually made a comment. And then of course, now I comment on all sorts of things and everything, because again, like you, you practice, you get better at it, it becomes more comfortable. Um, I. Will say that I am very, very intentional. I really love that word. So I'm just going to use it as many times as I can now. <laughs> Please
2: do. Please do. <laughs> um,
1: <laughs> that I'm very, very intentional about what I attach my name to. What I attach my, you know, personal brand is mm-hmm. is a very common thing for people to talk about, that if I support a post, it has to be something that I actually feel good about. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. so I, I am incredibly honored to have people tag me on things now, some people that I'm not even connected to. And if I don't agree with it, I won't comment. Mm-hmm. I will not like it. I will not react to it because that's how firmly I believe in being a person of integrity. Mm -hmm. And if you put your name on something, you're putting your stamp of approval. And if someone else sees that, that's a reflection on you. Mm -hmm. And so I try to, again, make sure it's about quality. It's about making meaningful relationship building comments Whether or not it's just supporting other people, you know, giving um, a little boost maybe to someone who has absolutely no comments on their post, no reactions, and saying, you know, that really actually touched me. I appreciate you sharing that. And so I'm going to give you at least a smile, if nothing else. So that is my extremely long answer to be a part of the conversation, join the community in whatever way that feels comfortable for you. And then maybe stretch that comfort just a little bit to be a little bit more inclusive of people. And then suddenly, bizarrely, after four years, you wake up one day and someone says, Do you know you have almost 76,000 people who follow you? And I go, Oh! <laughs> 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 and I am extremely humbled and honored by that. So
2: thank you for tuning in to the Alex Tremble Show. We'll be right back after a word from our sponsors.
0: Federal Open Season is over, but you can apply for WEPA Life Insurance year-round. WEPA has been ensuring the future of federal employees for more than 75 years. WEPA can be used as a supplement or a replacement for Fegley, and can cost less. Last year, members who switched saved $375 on average. Apply for WEPA Group Term Life Insurance and see how much you could save by visiting WAEPA.org today.
2: The results are in. Research has found that networking is one of the four skills absolutely required to successfully advance in your career. However, when asked, most government employees state that they don't network because they believe that networking is for extroverts and for people who care more about their own careers than the organization's mission. But what if there was a way to ethically network without looking self-absorbed and being a super extrovert? Well, there is. Alex Tremble has created a seven-week online networking course specifically designed to give ambitious leaders like yourself the skills needed to become a strategic networker. This course uses time-tested and research-backed strategies to help you identify, build, and maintain critical relationships with influential leaders. Visit alextremble.com slash courses slash networking to learn more about his networking model today. Use the discount code Family on the checkout screen to receive a 20% discount. Don't delay. Enroll today at alextremble.com slash courses slash networking. And now back to the Alex Tremble Show with your host, Alex Tremble.
0: Well, there you
1: uh, go. that's my answer. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Thank you so much. And I, I so, real, real quick story that um, when I was a little younger in my career, um, I, an, an individual reached out to me and they, it seemed weird that they reached out to me. And I was like, well, I, I'm, you know what? I don't want to be that guy let I, I, I me reach back out have a conversation um that initial conversation um it was fairly evident that there was maybe maybe a disability right okay um and i was like oh okay well cool it's a done before. then i started getting letters and then i started keeping getting emails and calls and one day, um, I got a, it was like I like got Saturday, and I got a call from the Department of Justice. Um, I'm here in DC, uh, and they said, "Hey, such and such is here for you." I'm like, "What? Yeah, they they're here looking for you." No, I did not give that person my information. Please do not connect them with me. And, and immediately, I told my supervisor, supervisor, like, "Yeah, we got call. You know, the police and report all this stuff." Um, it, you, you made me think about that story when when you spoke about, you know, the the worry about the social media component. Um, and I guess my, my question is, as a leader, sometimes you want to to be that kind of person and reach out to people and, and have those interactions, but then sometimes it, it may be too much for you. Maybe, maybe, maybe you're not the right person who can help that person. How, how do you know the difference I'm not sure if, I, if I'm phrasing that correctly or not.
1: No, and that's a really good question. And I will say this, this touches back on, uh, I'm, I'm trying to approach this carefully. Uh, the, uh, the idea I'm, I'm gonna use is the idea of givers and takers. And there are certainly both in our world. And if you happen to be someone who's a giver which I do happen to be one of those people. It is a matter of uh, there's a learning curve. And um, there I, I was telling someone not too long ago, they said, oh, you know, basically the same question, you know, how do you do LinkedIn better? And I said, the one thing you do need to keep in mind is it will take as much time from you as you're willing to give. So you have to decide in advance. How much is too much for you? What supports what you're trying to do? And then what's just over that boundary line? Um, So it is something that I think you need to um, be very intentional to decide ahead of time. What is your purpose? What is your reason for being on LinkedIn? Because there are people who I know who have almost a million followers who started about the same time as me, who spend 18 hours a day on LinkedIn. Um, I don't. And uh, I, I, I find that that's an unhealthy balance for me. Um, so, so I would say in, this sounds, I guess, a little weird to say it this way, but in real life, there are people whom you recognize are not respecting your boundaries. And so it's a matter of Having that healthy sense of respect for your own boundaries and what's appropriate and what's not and recognizing that, yes, you can try to be all things to all people, but there are some times where I have had people reach out and I'm not the best person for them. They do genuinely need help, but I will typically... If I have time, offer them, hey, I'd love for you to reach out to this person. I think they'd be far better for you in this particular case as a resource than I'm able to be. And end of story. And if they keep reaching out, it's, you know, I, I may choose just to ignore it because I simply don't have time um, or, you know, there are people for whom they are insistent enough and not not recognizing or appreciating your boundaries that I have had to block people who simply would not stop. And um, it's it's one of those hard things that I think comes with um, being an adult is recognizing there are people for whom, um, for whatever reason, uh, they're not able to respect boundaries. And then it's up to us to say enough is enough because... I like the term, and it's something that I've had to really grab hold of, of everything you say yes to is you Mm. saying no to something else. And you need to make sure that what you're saying no to isn't your own health, Mm. your own well-being, your own balance. And again, when we do our best work, when we show up as our best selves is when we feel the best, Yeah. So when we're getting enough sleep, which I have had colossal issues of letting things overtake my sleep time, and I have worked (laughs) viciously hard to try and get back with that. Um, And and so I'm just owning that um, in in recognizing that things like your exercise, helping reduce your your, um, lack of resilience to stress is super important. And if you're saying yes to other people's requests, and it takes away your ability to do your best work, then the world itself loses out. And sometimes, and this is where I'm gonna use the term tough love, um, sometimes that is something that they need to recognize that just always asking everyone for, can you give me a fish today? Doesn't help empower them to learn how to fish for themselves.
0: Mm. You, 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 So much. And, and when you talk about the sleep component, honestly, my my body is pulsating right now. Um, I just, uh, my wife and I just decided to, we're fostering a puppy and yes. Oh my God, this dog is so beautiful. She's so nice and kind. And she's so smart. And within a week's time, we've taught her how to sit and walk with us and like so much stuff. Um, And we had a very tough conversation last night between each other saying that, we're not gonna adopt the dog, um, and it's really sad because we really love this dog, and it came down to, you know, having a real conversation with ourselves. You know, are one, are we ready for this? Um, and then two, even for me, like I, I, one of my my gifts is that I am not afraid of hard work. If it's something I want, I will get it done regardless. Mm-hmm. One of my challenges is I'm not afraid of hard work. <laughs> I will get it done, and like I'm like super tired. I had this, you know, I'm an executive at this uh, conservation company. Um, I do my own stuff, public speaking, writing, videos, and I have a puppy right now. I'm not sleeping much, and it's like knowing when to say, at least not right now, right? right. At least not right now.
1: <laughs> and and that, uh, and kudos to you. And, and I just want to say huge respect to you. I think that um, fostering a puppy is one of the best ways to help someone recognize whether or not they're ready for a, a different chapter as well. <laughs> uh, so huge kudos mm-hmm. to you. And, and I think that's a wonderful gift that you and your wife have given to that dog to you know give it the love and training that you have. But I, I do think it's so important to recognize when sometimes we've said yes to something, and it turns out to be something that's really, really wrong for us. And that can be really hard to step back from that. You know, integrity is a really big thing for me. And when I've said yes to something, then I'm, I'm going to do it. You know, by goodness, I'm going to do it. And I have had to learn sometimes to say, you know what, actually, I was mistaken. Mm-hmm. And I'm going to own it. And I'm going to tell you for these reasons, this is this is not something that I can do. And that's really hard for me because I will tell you, and, and this is the same moment of where uh, I haven't been doing so good. I have been working on some additional certification courses and mm-hmm. I was working on one last night and I just wanted to finish it just wanted to finish. it. I was so close and everything. Uh, So close, meaning that by 3am, I was finally asleep. So um, that's how close I was. But that that is something that that I will laugh and totally resonate with you on is that when I get going on something, I, I will finish it, even if that means sleep has left the building as something that I'm going to be friends with and, and recognizing when we've hit those boundaries and when, okay, now tomorrow there's an impact from that, I think is is part of that maturity, that wisdom, <laughs> um, that discernment, all these really lovely words of us recognizing where we do our best work and what are the things that impact that and how can we facilitate that by what we say no to.
0: You know, I, we're starting to run up against our time. So I, I appreciate everything that we've been doing here. I, I do have one question that you can you just You keep saying stuff that makes me think. Um, <laughs> so recently I had a family member, a very, very, very close family member. I'm, I'm not going to say who and what, because it's not my business to put out right now. Um, but family member was just very, 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 very ill which required me to jump on a plane and fly to California to just at least be there and help where I could and how I could. And I had um, a few speeches um, already lined up for that days I had to be in California. And so some of those, I was able to, 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 some I was able to reschedule. Um, They said, Hey, it's not a problem. you know, it's virtual. So we can do this. Um, Others we couldn't. And so I just had to do it while I was there. Um, but what I learned, I think, a few years ago, is like even when you have to say no, do your best to provide them with an alternative, right? And so I, I was like, you know, for those ones I couldn't do, it. I say, like, hey, look, I'm so sorry, I can't make this. I just can't make this one. Um, I have some other speakers who are great speakers who can do the job, and I, I lined them up for you. And ultimately, they said, no, Alex, we actually want you. Let's just reschedule, and we'll do it next month. And they had so much grace. But you know, the the, the having like I said, having the ability to say I can't do this, but also then also trying to find a way to still help your client or whoever you're serving um, Mm -hmm. best you can, you know?
1: Yeah, no. And I love that. And I think it's um, you being a person of integrity and you showing respect. And I will say that touches on one of my least favorite things is someone who says, oh, no, that's not my job and then offers nothing else. I think it's far more respectful and being a part of what's good in our world to say, I don't know, but let me find someone who does know. Let me get you someone who can tell you that information. And so what you have done is absolutely to show yourself as a person of integrity because stuff does come up. It absolutely does. And recognizing that, but not just going, I can't do this. But finding a different solution, I think, is far more powerful. Um, And I think that's a really beautiful addition. I'm glad you added that to what I had said because when I have had to go back on something to be able to say, you know, for these reasons, this is no longer something that's good for me. But I would like you to consider these other resources, who I think would be a good, you know, substitute or whatever. I think is is really good. So huge respect to you for that.
0: Hey, 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 thank you, thank you. I still remember one person saying, oh, you're going over and beyond, you shouldn't be doing it. I'm like, but to your point, like, it's integrity, right? Um, yeah. So so this, this thank you for this entire conversation. I, I, I want to open the floor back up to you. Um, is there anything you like to talk about, like, anything cool happening to you in the next few months, years, anything you're working on that everyone would love to be hearing about?
1: <laughs> well, thank you. That's incredibly kind and humbling. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I um, am. I'm someone who loves to learn. So I'm. I'm just gonna say. I'm actually super proud of myself. I now have. 10 certifications I'm not sure that one human being needs that much but I apparently think that if you're going to learn something you should go ahead and get certified in it Ooh. so um, I'm really not sure why that is but I do have a couple more that I'm excited about that are coming up but I'm going to let this be a secret so if someone wants to know they'll have to come and check out my LinkedIn profile but <laughs> I do so <laughs> I do so appreciate you having me on the your show, I've had so much fun, and hopefully I achieve my goal of making your face hurt all the way through.
0: <laughs> my face is hurt. Oh, so everyone, so I, we started off, we started this conversation off with me saying my face is hurting because of how much she had me laughing, right? like so my, my cheeks were hurting so much. So yes, yes, they are still in pain. I, I'm guessing you're happy about that. Um, <laughs> that doesn't sound terrible. <laughs> Hey, if I can get into uh, this, you know, in our, in our closing, in our closing minutes, can I ask you one last thing? Um, what is the, f- your, what is your favorite, the favorite thing What is your favorite thing about what you do right now, your profession? Um, wh- what do you, what do you love about it?
1: I love, I, I love to talk about legacy and as someone who does not have children, I consider every person whose life I'm able to positively touch as part of my legacy and the things that they go on to do because I was able to give them a little boost or a smile at a critical moment or make them laugh. Um, I don't really have a sadistic desire to make people hurt, but <laughs> it just sounded <laughs> funny. Um, but everybody whose life I've touched is part of my legacy and that's really cool for me. And it's something that when I do come across someone who I can add, maybe just a speck of value to that maybe helps them feel like they can be their best selves and go on and do something that maybe they didn't feel brave enough to do otherwise, because they saw me on a podcast show saying, yeah, I'm an introvert. And yeah, I'm going to need to go lay in a padded room with a fetal position after this. you know? (laughs) Okay. Maybe not quite that much, but you know, (laughs) I have had people reach out to me and say, I saw you on a show. I don't know how you do that. And I will tell you, you know, getting really close to maybe having a bodily accident uh, before my first podcast show was something that was, was really realistic. And, and being able to just push my, push my way through that, because. If you can inspire someone else to do just that little bit more and achieve their full potential, that's part of your legacy. And that's part of how we make our world a better place one person at a time.
0: Well, you know what, Elaine, there is no better way to wrap up our time today. Thank you so much, so much, so much for being here with us today and sharing all of your wisdom and, and providing all this value to us. And again, as I end Every one of these interviews, you know what I'm going to say if you've heard any other one, don't just look back, reach back. If you found something of value within the time we spend here today, don't keep it to yourself. Don't say that person over there should have been here. They should have seen this. No, you bring this to them. You bring your brother or your sister's keeper um, and and share this content with them today, not tomorrow, not next year, not uh, 10 years from now. Share it with them today and do something good to impact someone else's life. As always, this is Alex Trimble. Thank you so much for everyone for being here. Stay strong, stay positive, and definitely stay moving. See ya.
2: Thanks for listening. Find us online at the alextrembleshow.com and be sure to share what you've learned with at least one other person today. Check back on the first and third Wednesday of each month for new episodes. Until next time, stay strong, stay positive, and definitely stay moving.